0: As the spirit of Jason Voorhees tracks down his family
1: members, he leaves a trail of bodies behind him. <laughs> Friday the 13th, Jason makes out with people. Ba, 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 ba. Who even are you guys? We're, We're children, children of the, the Cheesy! cheesy. Hey there, folks. Welcome to this episode of Children of the Cheesy. I am the disembodied spirit of your slug host, Sam.
0: And I am your useless baby character, Megan.
1: Megan, there have been a lot of Friday the 13th movies.
0: More than audiences probably even wanted to have in the first place.
1: Yeah, I think that's 100% true, right? Because they are of varying quality, right? (laughs) Some of them are iconic. The original is a good movie in and of itself like it's a self-contained horror movie It is it's pretty decent Yeah uh the second one introduces Jason like as a character uh, the third one kind of plays on that. And then everything else after that. <laughs> we just start to really. It really kind of goes off the edge, right? Like if the veers, lore gets muddied. Yeah. It veers into this weird area that really only a few horror franchises have survived long enough to make it into. I was
0: going to say for for them to even make it. To yeah. It.
1: And that's like the meandering phase, yeah. right? Like where they try to establish this lore around an unkillable character who doesn't really need the lore it's
0: kind of like an awkward teenager of these certain franchisers like they're trying to figure out who who am i really you know
1: yeah and they experiment with different things yes and you know they're trying on new fashions and
0: trying to figure out who what is their style what speaks to them as a core
1: You know what doesn't speak to Jason Voorhees as a core? (laughs) What's that? A slug monster from (laughs) hell that is transmitted orally via hot makeout session.
0: Or sometimes balls of light.
1: Sometimes balls of light. Other times just out of the neck (laughs) sort of emerges.
0: Truthfully, we don't really know the process.
1: I don't think they did either.
0: No. Jason goes to hell. The final Friday.
1: Even though it's not. It's, not, it's not the final. They day. have to keep using this IP, otherwise they'd lose it and they don't want to lose this IP because it made money for them at some point in time. Yes. And the movies are pretty cheap to make, so Jason goes to hell. Let's go to hell with him. Jason is, is back in part nine, even though they thought they killed him in part eight. And he's just back now. Yeah. No, no reason for it. No yeah. no resurrection or uh, reintroduction or anything. There's just a woman that goes to the old Voorhees house and decides that she's going to take a bath. Yeah, and, the
0: beginning is confusing.
1: Yeah, well, it is. And then you kind of realize like what they're doing out you there. You get it, yeah. But it's still really dumb. So this young woman just drives out onto Camp Crystal Lake, goes into like the Voorhees house, and just sort of makes herself at home there. You know, she takes a shower. And then, of course, like, the predictably, the power goes out. Of course. Well, first, the, the light bulb goes out. And it just melts. <laughs> like, I've never seen a light bulb do this before, but it just melted. Right? So oh. she goes and changes the light bulb with a completely different size bulb. So it's just sort of sitting there. Still works, though, for yeah, a minute. <laughs> it does. It works. It's not even screwed in. And it's like, yeah, it's it's fine. She goes to take a bath. And, of course, like, this movie has a ton of nudity in it.
0: It's got a lot. I would have to say more than um, a lot of the other ones, probably. I mean,
1: the other ones have nudity, but this one is almost like like softcore porn. It's, yeah. In a lot of ways, right? So, like, we get our first, like, boob scene, and she goes to take a bath, and the power goes out again, and this time, it is Jason Voorhees, but this girl is no ordinary... Uh, final girl. She's not like the other girls. She is an FBI agent with incredible athleticism, so she she's is able. She's nimble to- as fuck. <laughs> so she's able to evade Jason, lead him out to the woods into this trap, and then he is gunned down, fucking blown to smithereens. Yeah, there's like a airstrike called on him or something. Kind of <laughs> overkill, really. Uh, so they blow him to pieces, right? So these pieces. Then go to the morgue. Uh, corner, maybe? Mm-hmm. Yeah, or, or autopsy person? Yeah, something. Yeah, autopsy director, we'll call him. The autopsy director gets a look at him. Phil is his name. I don't know that they ever name him,
0: necessarily. I don't think so.
1: But who is he played by?
0: Richard Gant.
1: Yeah, Richard Gantt. Yep. So he's the first one to get possessed by Jason. And his possession is completely unique in the fact that he eats Jason's heart. He's the only one who does that. He's the only one that has to do that. There's no heart eating after that. But he gets down on Jason's heart. Like he munches on that thing.
0: The uh, heart is made up of like gelatin and some fruit cocktail and some black dye and everything like that. So it's not too bad. No, but uh, Richard... Had a hard time. He was still grossed out by it anyways, and apparently on set almost threw up. Oh. While he was... Doing the after thing. After doing the scene.
1: Okay. Yeah, you can kind of see it, though. It's pretty gross. It's gross looking. I don't blame him. Yeah, it's pretty gross looking. So, uh, he is now possessed. So, he kills his coworker or mm-hmm. assistant... And the two FBI agents that were out front.
0: But he only killed his assistant necessarily because he was like talking shit to Jason
1: Voorhees. <laughs> and it's like, why is this guy so aggressive towards Voorhees? And I also like that the assistant didn't realize he was in danger until. Like. Until he was almost, almost stabbed. Dead. In the head.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's like, yes, that's a probe. <laughs> yeah. Like, you wouldn't notice that your boss is covered in like black goo and looks really fucking off.
1: And, and snarling at you. I'd be like, I'm gonna go home. I'm gonna. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna get out of here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut it a little early. Today. I'll see you later.
0: I'm <laughs> gonna we'll work from home today. Yep.
1: So Phil, the the autopsy director, goes to Crystal Lake, and there are some teens in there for some reason. Yeah. Uh, Alexis, Deborah, and Luke, and Luke and Deborah are having sex in this tent, and Phil kills alexis like she's just sort of out and about in the woods just running around yeah so he kills her first with a scalpel and he does it so quietly yeah like he slices her up a nimble ninja yeah and she doesn't make a sound yep. right so the other two like and when i say they're having sex in the tent like you're watching two people have sex in a tent the two who
0: played these characters were a couple and um broke up a few days before They had to film all this. Also, the sex scene inside of the tent was added later because producers were whining that there was not enough sex in the movie.
1: So they just added a full-on sex scene. Yes. Well, okay. You're like, all right. I mean, that is part of the Friday the 13th formula, so I could see why they'd be a little upset by it. But... They wanted they wanted fucking. I love that yeah, I love that Steve Cunningham was just like, All right, well, here you go. Here's a full on sex scene. Do you want to see penetration too? Because we'll (laughs) we'll do it. We'll do it. We'll do it. I don't care. Yeah, Steve Cunningham (laughs) and
0: fucking like the original director, Adam Marcus, like over here trying to this is just a power play between the two of them. And yeah, this is what we
1: get. I f- yeah. I was going to say, I feel like there was a lot of like dick swinging in the background and not like <laughs> literal dick swinging. Cause that occur- apparently <laughs> happened too, but like a lot of egos came into came play into dealing with this terrible <laughs> yes, premise of a movie. Of shit movie. The the couple is dead. Uh, She gets a uh, uh, Deborah gets bisected by a signpost, like vertically bisected by a signpost that kill won an award. And worth mentioning, like, if you watch the movie, like, that kill in and of itself almost makes the rest of the movie worth mentioning. (laughs) You're
0: like, oh, shit, that was good. And then it goes off the fucking
1: rails. Yeah, one thing we need to mention, right, is the music. So up to this point, and actually throughout this entire movie, right, it's one song, and it's just, like, spikes in sound, continues to build upon itself yeah so like and it's throughout the whole movie like except when jason or the person being possessed by jason is not on screen yeah you don't hear it and it's just like the low violins and then after that it's just like like it's even throughout the whole opening credits and
0: sometimes the characters sync up the hits to it which is fun yeah that is fun I if so I'll get to a fun fact later, but I can appreciate that through all the bullshit with filming and audio and everything that they were able to make that happen for the audience. Yeah, so yeah, they they
1: got they got a couple of good uh, sync kills <laughs> yeah. with the audio yes, or hits really not even kills. some kills, but mostly, mostly
0: like, just like head
1: like slamming strikes. into yeah, back of walls and yeah, stuff. Exactly. Yes. So the, the, the trio are dead. Phil, the corner attacks. You can call him Jason too. Cause he's Jason in the mirror. Uh, he attacks the police officer. Yeah, why does Jason have Dracula rules? <laughs> but, like, reverse Dracula it's, rules? Right, it's never established that you can <laughs> you can see him in his reflection. Yeah, if he's possessed, you're possessed. <laughs> you come through as Jason Voorhees. Okay. And apparently you're unkillable. Yes. So Jason attacks the police officer. He kills one by, like, slamming her head into the car door. And then transfers himself into the other police officer. Meanwhile, we have a a, a bizarre character, I think both in the movie and then in real life, too. (laughs) Like, he sounds like a bit of a pest. Creighton Duke. And the way that the audience is shamed into
0: not knowing who Creighton Duke is...
1: Yeah, it's a weird setup, right? So, like, Creighton Duke knows everything about Jason. Fucking
0: everything. This is the
1: first time anybody who's ever watched a Friday the 13th movie has been introduced to Creighton Duke. He comes in dick swinging. And he, yeah, like you said, he kind of shames people into not knowing everything about Jason. You're like, well, and what he, the fuck? And he exposits, too, about this whole bit with his ability to, like, jump. Bodies, you know, and which has never been established. Never been established. In fact, in previous movies he was dead until somebody resurrected him. And then in this movie, like he <laughs> He's, just jumps bodies. He can just
0: get up on his own.
1: Yeah. And apparently later on he can just like morph a body or birth himself out of another body. Through a slug. Through a slug. Monster. Yeah, we'll get to the slug eventually. Uh, we're at Crichton Duke right now, yes. so we find out through him that only members of Jason's bloodline, right, so Voorhees' family members can actually kill him.
0: We find this out through finger-breaking. Something to know about Creighton Duke is he's a psychopath, and he either wants $500,000 or to break your fingers.
1: Yeah, he's he, he's good with either one, really. Yeah. such a weird dude. Like, he also did some weird stuff on set, too, didn't he? He did. He's just weird. Like, what did he do? Like, he had, a, he had a tendency to, like, flash his member or something. He
0: did, yes. So, the actor was known for
1: flashing the female actresses on set. Cool. So, he's a sex pest and he's an actual, like asshole in the movie
0: also he refused he said that he would do the part on one condition and that was if creighton duke the character could dress like a cowboy
1: i'm surprised that they just let him on set and then they're like all right well you can be a cowboy. you can be a cowboy okay (laughs) I will draw the line at that right jason is able to possess anybody but if he possesses one of his family members then he comes like back to his original form, which I guess includes the hockey mask. I would think. Why
0: is that? Yeah, I guess so. But it's funny that that's like part of him. His
1: yeah, it's his identity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because it it doesn't even it, like the hockey mask doesn't even exist until what like the third or fourth movie.
0: Yeah, and it's not then established no, canon. and then it's like well he just has to have it now.
1: <laughs> right now he has to have it, so like, he
0: gets insecure. But like his head looks all fuckety, so maybe. You Know he's just trying to kind of hide sense, some of right? the he's yeah
1: bloaty faced, so. yes, I'm trying to hide it. He had that same skin condition that Mother Superior had <laughs> Silent Night, Deadly as, Night, yeah. As age went on, yeah. you know, just gained Weird purple makeup bloaty face, leopard. So he is what is he doing? Heading towards Diana's house. Mm-hmm. Diana is. A Voorhees family. She works at a diner near Crystal Lake. She's a Voorhees.
0: How how she's related to him? That might be established in a different movie.
1: I guess it would. She'd either have to be his sister or his cousin. Something. They'd be. Well, no, he was born in '46, so it would either be like, uh, like a great aunt, yeah, or something like, something that. like that. Second cousin, something.
0: Either way, she's a Voorhees. Yeah.
1: So she's a target. Uh, Steve, Stephen Anita Smith, Stephen Anita Smith, and truly the inspiration for Seth MacFarlane's Stephen Smith, no, in,
0: antithesis of Stephen Smith. It is
1: well, antithesis would be the opposite. So he, is oh, like, you're right. Yeah, yes, he is, he like is poster child of Stephen yeah, Smith. The yes, muse for Stephen A. True. Smith. True of American Dad. Like even down to the way he's dressed. Like yeah. this Steve Smith wears a letter jacket every that's day really the only difference yeah like the glasses the every dirty day. uh complex like the the sort of eternal virgin like vibes that he gets even his relationship with his best friend in the movie it was just like snot yeah snot. yeah we see it we um see it. yeah it, it was it was it was either parallel thinking or like a direct rip off. either way i'm cool with it <laughs> like it's fine we can see it yeah but there was some definitely some some crossovers there Jason is, I guess he's attacked, he's attacking Diana, but Diana, uh, or Steven like busts in right as he's at, as he's attacking Diana and like stabs him with a fire poker, but Diana's killed anyway, uh, with a knife sharpener and then like the, the cop Jason escapes, right? Not Um,
0: before having a moment of self-reflection in a mirror. Yeah,
1: he looks at himself in the mirror (laughs) and is like, what have I? (laughs) Uh, And then like bolts out, right? Like realizing that he really is the monster. He is the monster. Yeah. And then Steven gets arrested for this like heinous crime because obviously nobody believes that a zombie cop... Possessed by the spirit of Jason Voorhees is out. Right. Killing people. people. Jessica, Diana's daughter, mm-hmm. is... It says dating. Um, The way the movie presents it is it's not really dating so much. It's just like this guy just sort of showed up and started banging her. Yeah, out of nowhere. Just out of nowhere, right? So, like, Jessica, Diana's mom, is dating this reporter named Robert Campbell. It's kind of this uh flashy New York style eighties dude. Um just a dick. Really. Yeah, and then Stephen has been given direction by uh Creighton Duke, like you said, through the finger breaking, <laughs> that he needs to find evidence to convince Jessica that her and her baby
0: are Vohezes.
1: Are Voorheeses, and uh in danger, but also the only ones that can kill Jason. Steven goes to the Voorhees mansion to, like, look for evidence, falls to the floor. Robert Campbell doesn't see this. No. Uh, Jason, the cop, busts in, like, immediately after, transfers his soul into Robert, and then just walks out the door. The
0: previous cop melted? Yes. For some reason. Yeah, so he'd been
1: shot in the head and, like, stabbed sorts with a fire of shit. poker. Like, but he,
0: he, once... He, Jason leaves your body.
1: Yeah, then he melted into like a pile of goo. It's like his soul is too strong, or something. It's fucking weird. It was. It was, and he was the only one that did it. Like, yeah, nobody else did we that. Didn't watch Corner Phil do that. No, we should have watched Corner Phil do it. What are the fucking rules? Well, there are no rules. Apparently, it's just whatever the original director wanted wanted it to, to be. do,
0: and then just
1: because he was like. You know what they don't want to see in a Friday the 13th movie? Teenagers getting killed. By Jason Voorhees. We're going to do something completely different.
0: Even though that was like a really successful part of the franchise, I think they're tired of it.
1: <laughs> they've been they've been going to this for 30 years. <laughs> they're sick of it, clearly. This is why Hollywood doesn't take risks with IPs now because of... Adam Marcus is the reason that we don't get new movies anymore.
0: Right. Because he took a risk and everybody was like, are you fucking stupid?
1: Yeah, this was, this was pretty bad, right? So Steven is like going after Jason. Jason is heading towards the police station because that's where Jessica is. Jason shows up at the police station and then kills most of the cops. He nearly possesses Jessica before Steven like busts through, plays the hero and this is what convinces Jessica that everything Steven says is true.
0: Yes. Uh, which is, you know, okay. good. <laughs> yeah,
1: okay. Uh, I mean, I'm glad that she didn't try to deny it at this point because that would <laughs> be ridiculous. <laughs> Duke Crichton makes his escape. Around the same time in this chaos, like he knocks one of the cops out. And then like you know,
0: he like, just knows that Voorhees is like really causing some panic. So he's like, let me, let me do my thing. Yeah,
1: exactly. So then Steven and Jessica are going to go pick up the baby from the diner that they left it at earlier. By the way, they left a baby at a diner at some point. The baby's not even there.
0: Why is that? <laughs> yeah, the like, baby should have never been anywhere in the film at all. and. Yeah. Uh, the writers agree, yeah. but yeah. The baby serves no purpose in the no, movie. No, it does except,
1: not. except Jessica has this weird understanding about who's supposed to kill Jason later on. Right. It's one of my favorite lines. <laughs> I do love that part. Yeah, so yes. we'll get to it real quick. So like they're in this diner. Leslie Jones, or what's his name? Leslie Jordan. Jordan. Yeah, Leslie, Leslie Jordan, Jordan. is one of the cooks in this diner. And like there's the, what the boss is sort of this loudmouth. Um, none of it really matters. So like they go to get the baby from the diner and then the boss is like, no, you can't get the baby from the diner. Um, so they, what do they do? They leave basically. No, they knock her out. They knock her out. And then, yeah, that's when they realize that the baby is, uh, gone. Yes. And then
0: Jason busts in and then Jason immediately busts in and Jason as, you know, the, Robert. Yeah, it's Robert, the, the, the yeah. stockbroker guy. Yes, yes, yes. Um,
1: or reporter guy or whatever it is he does. mm mm-hmm. um, He then busts in and pretty much kills everybody in the diner. Then Jessica, like in this chaos, like ditches Stephen to go meet Duke at the Voorhees house. <laughs> because he's got the baby. Yeah, you, she discovers a note
0: that says that he has the baby and she needs to come alone for whatever fucking reason. Whatever reason, reason right?
1: Like, that's never, like, cleared up. Well, Duke is like, well, Jason could be in any of these
0: babies. Oh, yeah, that's what he says.
1: But, like, why would she bring somebody along? Because like, That's Jason... trying to
0: kill her actively while she's
1: driving over there. Yeah, so, like, Jason could be in any of those bodies and
0: it's not like he's ever been sneaky about which body like it's very clearly known when jason is inhabiting
1: your body yes he's drawn out like forced makeout sessions where he transfers the slug monster
0: yeah and and again it's not like he like the person immediately acts different so it's not like they act the same
1: yeah they, they lose their ability to speak among right other things <laughs> So, and then like covered in black stuff, but until the very end, Mm -hmm.
0: obviously he has some sort of sentience to know that he has to disguise himself. Yep. What the
1: fuck? Yep. So Duke gives Jessica, it looks like just a regular knife and then she catches it and it turns in like this magical, like anti Jason Voorhees, uh, killing sword. Okay. And he's like, only a Voorhees can kill Jason. And she's like, "I'm not putting my baby in danger." (laughs) Nobody, nobody asked you to like for you to have like put the baby. Your baby has (laughs) to stab him. She's like, "I can't do it. Uh, My kid can barely grasp my boob, Mister. Like you can't even (laughs) get nipple right. I can't even get him to latch most days. You want him to hold a sword? Are
0: you fucking crazy? Are you out of
1: your damn mind?"
0: They're like, "Ma'am, what about you? Oh no, no, oh no, I'm I'm not
1: a Vorhees. This kid though, totally a Voorhees. What? Huh? Right. One of the parents is a Voorhees. Failed to mention briefly, so one of the things that Robert Campbell did while he was alive was rob like Diana's body from the morgue. Yeah. And like ditch her in the mansion. And that only becomes important now because like Jason is gonna bust in. They take his head off or like slice his neck open with a machete. And that's enough for the the vessel that he's in to die but the slug monster that's inside of him that is the real jason voorhees comes out comes out so this is the first time we see the slug monster and it's like a it's almost like a salamander with two legs <laughs> just scurrying you know around. like no eyes yeah like, and like it will attack people so like it attacks steven but pretty aggressive steven throws it in the corner and it falls through the floorboards right mm-hmm. where diana's body is located underneath the floorboards So, like, everybody's trying to panic and, like, everybody's telling Jessica she has to stab Jason. Yes. And she is not understanding the assignment. Cannot cannot compute. So, she's arguing with these people about, like, how to stab him and where to stab him. And then she loses the knife and it falls under the dresser. Jason, the slug monster, like... Shoots up Diana's like dead vagina <laughs> and turns into regular Jason, like busts through the floorboards. It's very video game esque. Yeah. But like a weird video game <laughs> It is like, there's a lot of, I don't, I don't want to call it body horror necessarily, but like there's a fair amount of penetration going on. Yeah. Not all of it consensual.
0: This move, some of the sexual tones in this movie are un- very over, uncomfortable. Yeah,
1: a bit a bit over the top. Yeah. Right? Jason pops out of the ground, and Steven and Jessica are still trying to get the dagger. Duke distracts Jason. Um, this is
0: probably one of my favorite parts. Jason, like, how does he kill the Duke? I don't remember how he killed the Duke. But I, th- I, th- my favorite part is that he, that the Duke goes, you son of a bitch, you remember me? Yeah, <laughs> that's and right. And everybody, like the audience, is going, no, what? Why would he?
1: Oh, that's you- right. And then he squeezes him.
0: Yes, yeah, he squeezes no. him. Yeah. The audience is wondering why the fuck would he know? Well, apparently it's a. St- and again, I'll tell y'all some fun facts that'll bring all of this to light. But apparently, there was a backstory with the Duke and Jason that you know the duke was canoeing on camp crystal lake and jason killed his girlfriend so then that's how he knows about all these things but to the audience it's just a nonsensical
1: line we're like why the fuck did you say that do you think he was a cowboy before he got out there with his girlfriend
0: that's fucking hilarious. Or do you think he
1: became a cowboy? Like he oh, became that's a vigilante funny. Like, cowboy. Yeah,
0: bounty hunter cow. He was like, this is my personality now. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. And the
1: actor playing him knew that. Like he was whipping his dick yeah. out in front of the female cast. And then it hit him knew, like, like, like mid-wiggle. He was like, you know. I should. I should be a cowboy. Cowboy.
0: <laughs> Want to be a cowboy? <laughs> <laughs>
1: So they finally get Jason into the depths of hell. So uh Jessica stabs uh Jason um while Steven is distracting him by getting his ass kicked. And then like Steven gets a few good hits in and then Jessica like hits him with a sidekick, you know, just like kicks the, the dagger all yes. the way into his chest, and then he dies.
0: Yeah, he his like soul starts leaving him and then like some hands come up and grab him to and pull him down again this is one of my favorite parts because we get like a little like heart flutter of like holy shit this
1: bitch is evil but yeah so like jessica reveals herself as a Voorhees in the process for right? so, like, fucking sure the hands are pulling down jason and then steven sort of gets pulled down along with Not Uh, Steven
0: Anita. Yes, with Jason.
1: Yes, our own and beloved Steven Anita Smith, who we have seen grow (laughs) from a cowardly uh, virgin to a a real man, nearly gets pulled in and dragged to hell along with Jason. And Jessica looks for just a minute like she is... She's not going to help him. She's okay with it. The
0: face is like, well... Okay. And then all of a sudden is like
1: fuck me. Yeah, then I gets, a, then gets a conscience prank. like, he's like, he'll probably haunt me. <laughs> like what the fuck? Yep. So the hands pull him down. Steven is saved. And all that's left of Jason is the hockey mask.
0: Yeah, until.
1: Until a very familiar knived hand shoots out of the dirt, pulls the mask down with him. And the sequel to this movie is not released until like 25 years later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> jason goes to hell jason goes to hell at the very end at least yeah so this is definitely some spicy cheese Let's get to the cheese rating in a second, though. I'm curious if there's anything else going on with this movie that we should know about.
0: There is a whole fucking lot that is going on with this movie that everybody needs to know about. Let's hear it. Uh, So part of the reason that the film is titled what it is, Jason Goes to Hell the Final Friday, instead of Friday the 13th Part 9 or something along those lines, New Line Cinema did not own the rights to Friday the 13th. I
1: wonder who had them at the time. If it or Is it, if it was Paramount just
0: that had it before, I guess, whatever production company owned.
1: Because well, I thought New Line Cinema owned it to begin with, but I guess not. Apparently or not. Or they just let it lapse.
0: Yeah. Yeah one of the two <laughs> went
1: out into the public domain somewhere and they're like
0: oh shit oh shit <laughs> <laughs> let's see uh one early concept for this movie was actually jason goes to la in which two rival gangs would be fighting when jason would show up and start murdering them and then the rival gangs would have to band together to defeat him
1: i love the east coast west coast vibe that they've got <laughs> with that right so like he goes to manhattan and then he goes to la <laughs> Like, does he take a cross country road trip like do we get to see him go down like, like route 66 like yeah just murdering people down middle america so get your kicks on route 66 I'm everywhere man yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 um let's see when Creighton Duke is being interviewed, he demands 500 grand for the capture of Jason, and he says, for that, you get the mask, the machete, and the whole damn thing. So, this is a reference to Jaws. Jaws yeah. Yep, when Quint demands $10,000 to kill the shark, and he says, for that, you get the head, the tail, and the whole damn thing. Probably one of my favorite facts is the original writer, Magnum, it was a Magnum PI writer, Jay Hughley. Final draft of this script was fucking. Unreadable. He like, is
1: credited in this movie.
0: Yeah. But I guess whatever work he like, put in whatever
1: it was, it was
0: so bad. Fucking horrible. So uh Sean Cunningham actually um went ahead and enlisted the help of dean laurie and locked him in a room for four days until they could have something that they could deliver as
1: a script i wonder how that conversation went
0: it's like hey buddy let's just grab a coffee we'll go to my studio talk about a few things i'm gonna run to the bathroom hold on one second click click
1: He actually got locked inside of a room. Yeah. We locked- say that's impossible, but here it is here it in is. real life. <laughs> it happened. I take back everything I ever said.
0: <laughs> yeah, D. Lowry's like, you son of a bitch, you've never been. You
1: locked you me in know. a room.
0: <laughs> you don't know how Hollywood goes. Okay, so um, whenever the movie was first being shot, the only person that reviewed any of the footage was an editor named Dave Hanman. So I guess in Hollywood... Um, per normal procedure there's a lot of people who review the film at the end of the day to make sure that what they have is usable a lot of it wasn't so adam marcus he was a first-time director and he made a lot of the mistakes like anybody else in any industry would mm-hmm. first-time mistakes originally there was an eight-minute sequence of non-stop slow motion the diner massacre <laughs>
1: The diner massacre was supposed to be slow motion. Eight
0: minutes of nonstop slow mo. Wow. Could you
1: Wow. How fucking terrible! I can kind that of see be? it though, like because the like the film, like the speed at which it's shot is kind of fast. Yes. That makes a lot of sense. Yes. He intended it to be slow motion. That would have been awful.
0: That would have been the worst. Because the lighting's
1: not very good in that whole we massacre scene. So see anything? No. So it's just shadows. Eight minute, non-stop. yeah. Except Leslie Jordan's kill, like True. you see that one pretty well, like. But you don't, you
0: really don't, though. No, because like, he's just like put into the yeah, like, and then thrown into the bag, yeah. put into the deep fryer, thrown. That's it.
1: Yeah, under the under the under the grill top. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't really see like the face. It's all like mm-hmm. uh, fucked uh, up fried. and yeah. No. Nope. Huh.
0: Nope. So along with that. Uh, There were also several conversations that would drag on so long that not even Mystery Science Theater 3000 can make them funny or interesting. (laughs) And all in all, they were only able to salvage about 45 to 50 minutes of his original work. So around 43 minutes of it is all reshoots. Yes. And creative editing around several parts of the movie.
1: Jason's production went to hell. Yeah. The movie went to hell. (laughs) Went to hell. Jason... Technically, goes to hell at the end of it.
0: Everybody fucking went to hell.
1: Everybody goes to hell. Yes, that's what they should have called it. Everybody goes. To
0: Everybody hell. goes to hell. All right. So, according to the co-writer Dean Lori, the biggest mistake he made as a writer was writing a baby into the story. Agreed.
1: Yep. Yep. There was no need for this no fucking need for the baby. baby.
0: Uh, Creighton Duke's sudden appearance in the lore, despite
1: never being mentioned in the last eight films. Yeah, I like that too. Like, <laughs> like as the audience, we should know who this guy is. We're like,
0: who is this man? And they're like, you're stupid. <laughs>
1: don't know Creighton Duke. You dumb like fuck, idiot. You're not even He's a been fan here this whole time. Jesus Christ, who's hiding in the forest at the beginning? <laughs> of you saw him.
0: And then a few of the rules to kill Jason. Oh, yes. See, this was the first film series to be handled by New Line Cinema after the series was moved from Paramount. Oh. So Paramount owned Friday right the 13th. Yep, exactly. Let's see. Leslie Jordan and Rusty, Rusty Swimmer, they were the ones who played the diner couple. I believe nearly everything they say is ad-libbed. They weren't really given direction or lines or anything. They were just kind of told to go whenever the cameras rolled.
1: They don't really need direction.
0: No. And I think that they were good enough in their characters to To just do that. Mm -hmm. So this is kind of funny. So Sean Cunningham, he believed that actors always took too long for their cues So basically like for them to go into a room or something like that, he thought they would take too long and they'd spend too much time emoting. Mm -hmm. He didn't like to communicate apparently. So to solve this issue, they shot this at 24 frames per minute, as opposed to 22. Um, This fucked up some of the audio, but he was able to fix that. So he had actually tested this technique on a movie before deep star six and then he liked it enough that he convinced Marcus to do this on Jason goes to hell. So the result of that is because it was shot slightly faster instead of a 90 minute movie. They ended up with an 80 minute movie. <laughs> so he like <laughs>
1: saves, he saves us the 20 ten, minutes. Yeah, like, technically like the slow motion stuff is gone. Yes. And then he cuts 10 minutes off the movie. So thanks. Thank you, Steve, for saving yeah. us 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah, thanks, no, that's, Sean.
0: That's we a, appreciate that's it. A good move. Yes. So there's actually a substantial amount of male nudity in this along with female nudity, mm-hmm. probably most notably as what fans have dubbed the homoerotic shaving scene where the sheriff is getting shaved by yeah, Jason. I The Jason.
1: Yes. Yeah. That was a bit strange too. I yeah. mean, we didn't mention it, but yeah, there's a scene where Jason has the sheriff like, He's an naked. older man tied up, yeah, yeah. He's naked and tied up to a table, and Jason starts shaving, shaving him, him
0: before he goes into his body. Yeah, before he makes out with it. <laughs> like what the fuck? Yeah. So director Adam Marcus believed that the film franchise was sexist because they would only show female nudity, so that's why he added in. That's
1: why he added this scene in and, and others. others to show male. <laughs> yeah, because there's a lot of there's a lot of you see some butt. like
0: dude butt. Yeah, yeah.
1: exactly. <laughs> So, All right. Well, yeah. Adam, I guess. Mm-hmm. Or one for equality. <laughs> or something. Or something. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Random feminist act.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's like, fuck the female nudity. We need male nudity too. This is too
1: sexist. We need more dangles in here. <laughs>
0: Um, And then kind of the last fact is like, you know, they obviously teased Freddie's glove to grab the mask. It was meant to be an inside joke referencing the fact that um, a screenplay putting Jason and Freddie against each other had been in the works since 1987. Mm -hmm. Um, And it had been intended to be Friday the 13th part seven. It took way too long for a good script to come up. So in between this one and Jason versus Freddie, they have Jason goes to space. To revamp.
1: Yeah, to revive him. Yes. Revive and that him. one, they don't really explain how he comes back either. No. He's just back.
0: Yeah. So, those are the fun facts. <laughs> this whole thing what a movie. was just
1: a fucking shit show from the beginning and throughout. Yeah. Uh, what a, What a team they put together on that one. They really did. I don't think those people understood anything about Friday the 13th or... No, Jason Voorhees. Or that was other. something
0: that I left out. Was the director Adam Marcus actually like whenever he was pitching the idea said the last thing the fans want to see is Jason Voorhees killing more teenagers.
1: How does he know that? Apparently, he didn't know that. He didn't. <laughs> this was the
0: lowest grossing film of the Friday the Thirteenth franchise, and it still made like fifteen million.
1: Yeah, and that's just on the name.
0: Yes, correct. So that was not That's the funny. only reason why. Yeah.
1: So we got to give this thing a cheese rating. What what do you give this? I think you like, I think when somebody like puts ghost chilies in your cheese whiz, (laughs) this is what you get, right? right. It doesn't change the flavor profile. It just makes it a lot less palatable. It's just harder to go down. A lot of the, a lot of the, um, things that make Friday the 13th, Friday the 13th are like, there's like flashes of them. Right. Jason specifically. Mm Mm-hmm. The kills are still pretty inventive, right? Like, people do get bisected. Yeah, they won a couple of awards. The kills were good, but, yeah, but it was the a,
0: lore was fucking dumb. It's not a Jason
1: movie, right? No, it, it was not. Like, whatever whatever spice Adam threw in there to like change it up made it entirely unwatchable yeah. in a lot of ways. Yeah. Like, it was a really bad movie. It was bad. I can't imagine what Sean was working with. <laughs> to give like from this the beginning is, yeah like this is the final product
0: <laughs> from the from the script from the the first filming like that's what i wonder truly if what did all this shit look like before this
1: heavy fucking editing yeah so ghost chili cheese whiz <laughs> it's what you jason get jason goes to hell this has been children of the cheesy later
0: Thank you for listening to Children of the Cheesy. If you feel like dropping us some cheddar, check out our Patreon. You'll get some warm, melty perks like early access to our episodes, a cheesy drawing from moi, and access to exclusive content.
1: Head to childrenofthecheesy.com for the latest on upcoming episodes, merch, and other exciting things like review and subscribe to wherever you listen to your podcast like at cheesy
0: children pod on instagram twitter and facebook and also remember to check out our short series
1: trailer trash on youtube and tiktok and remember folks even a cheesy movie can be worth savoring see you next time